0: What is it? It's your future. It's
1: called a Stargate.
2: Chevron 7 Lock.
3: Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. And I'm David. And I get to be here this week, too. It's <laughs> great. We got a very special
1: special episode of walking through the stargate because uh we've got ourselves uh, special guests that we uh we've been kind of conversing behind the scenes we wanted to uh get ourselves all lined up and ready to go uh we're going to be talking to none other than gary jones gary hi welcome to our little corner of the podcast oh, World oh my hurt. god yes it's great <laughs> Yay. It's,
2: it, yes it's finally good to be just back Retired from the Stargate and just, Uh you know, gardening and making bread.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gardening and making bread. Yes. Gardening and bread. Gary Jones obviously plays the uh, fantastic, delightful Master Sergeant Walter Harriman. Um, Gary, we just got done watching the episode where uh, Walter Harriman had his full proper name. Finally, like for real. Like he walks on and he's got Harriman on his little badge there and he has... (laughs) more than enough lines that we've seen in quite some time it was great and i was like oh this is so fortuitous so it was <clears throat> lovely so how did you how done. did
2: you know how did you know that i that it was walter herman did they mention my first name or did you see just walter
1: see the... was said several times yep and yeah. then yes. the name badge prominently said no longer davis or davies or anything it was herman yeah. so yeah yeah
2: yeah do you know the story that... behind the name like
1: no. You no not at all tell me go for it yeah like seriously you don't know no I've heard rumors, but I haven't heard the story. So please carry
2: on. Okay. So when I first began the show, uh, I was, I had been told that, that, that this character may or may recur, may or may not recur. Yeah. Um, In, in Canada, uh, if you show up in a second episode of anything, you've recurred, Uh you you know, (laughs) you appeared and then you reappeared. And you basically can say that you recurred. So you occurred, then you recurred. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so that is the dream of any
2: actor to recur as to be brought back as a character. So that's great. So my agent told me that because so I was like, didn't know anything. I was like, okay, great. So when I got the part, uh, I was listed in the script uh, just as a technician. Sure. That's it. Like yeah. no name, just a and a kind of a rando sort of title, right? And in the script, in the pilot script, there were a bunch of other technicians too, except I had some lines, mostly Chevron 1 encoded, yes. <laughs> 2 encoded, <laughs> Chevron 3 encoded. Like those are my lines. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, like I, then I was in the second episode and then they just, uh, you know, I just kept, like I said, recurring every sort of every other episode or whatever. Yeah. And then eventually they sort of um they sort of started listing me as like a sergeant. They changed it to like technician to uh-huh. sergeant,
0: right? Promoted. Now
2: they're putting my rank in. But what you have to know is that without a name, uh, whether I be technician or sergeant, I could be killed off in an instant. If they didn't like yeah. <laughs> if, the fans, yeah. if the fans didn't like me or I cut in front of the producer at the <laughs> lunch lineup, uh I could be <laughs> I could be killed off. So still, you know, uh, theoretically hanging by a thread. Then they introduced my name as Sergeant Davis. Yes. And I was like, OK, so now if I'm Sergeant Davis, in order to kill me, the best thing is they have to justify it. They have uh-huh. to go, well, remember Sergeant Davis died doing that thing, yeah. is doing that thing during the thing, you know, they have to refer to me, right? So I thought at least I've got like a toehold here now where they have to make some effort to kill me rather than yeah. just not uh, rehire me, right? <clears throat> so, so, the, so for a while, I was Sergeant Davis. Then I became, unbeknownst to me, or, or you know, I showed up one day for work and I was Sergeant norman davis and i'm like mm-hmm. where did that come from and they're like well we don't know producers just made it up okay you're norman davis okay fine nobody ever referred to me as norman but i in my mind i'm now sergeant i've got a first name so it's even sure. more difficult to kill yeah. me off right because mm-hmm. they have to kill off both names and um, <laughs> so then each time say so, so then from then And this was in the early days, right? Because it was on for 10 years. So so each season, I would come back. And first of all, they would promote me. And I'd be like, they're like, hey, guess, isn't that great? You're promoted. And I'm like, to what?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, now you're like,
2: you're like a master sergeant. And I go, why? Like, what what happened? They go, well, you just are. Like, don't ask questions. (laughs) You're just a master sergeant now. And I'm thinking, why do they promote it? Like, did I do so? Like, was I, you know, uh, decorated for like firing on, you know, filing under duress or something? Or,
0: under <laughs> duress.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know why, but they just were like, yeah, yeah. It's okay. just, just get a, go and say your lines, and now you're now you got a promotion. Then I come back. Next thing I know, I'm Chief Master Sergeant Norman Davis. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Turns out they can't promote me any further than that because like I'm not I'm a non-com uh guy. Yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah, that's the highest you can go. <laughs> so uh I'm now Chief Master Sergeant Norman Davis. Then, guys, get this. In episode 2010, when they turn uh the Stargate into some kind of like um, well, what is it? It's like um uh, uh,
4: like a museum of something yes, right. like a museum.
2: Yeah. Of sorts. Right. And they make me the tour guide. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm the same guy, but now I'm a tour guide in the future. And in this one scene, I walk into the control room and the SG one team walks in and it's kind of like we're in the future. So I'm looking at them and I'm kind of going, you know, in my mind, I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. I know you guys. So I look at Richard Dean Anderson and I go, I go, um, hey, uh, Colonel. And he and he looks at me and I without a word of a lie, Richard Dean goes, he goes, Walter? <laughs> now the cool thing is, Walter wasn't my name. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so within the scene, within the scene, I'm just thinking, well, that's not my name. Uh, but I maybe I missed something in the script. Sure. So you can't <laughs> yell cut, so you just keep going. And uh, we do the take takes totally fine. Right. Like they're like, okay, good. Moving on. Except the script supervisor goes up to Rick and says, "Uh, Rick, just want to let you know that, you know, you called Gary's character Walter in the scene. And uh, that's actually not his name. And he goes, well, it is now. (laughs) There so you because, <laughs> because RDA was like, um, was like, uh, uh, you know, the star of the show and a producer. yeah
0: Oh yeah. He, goes, he can do what he, he wants. Goes,
2: uh, well, it is now. And then off he goes and they're like, oh man. So now they're like, <laughs> they're not retaking it. They're not reshooting it because Rick is not reshooting the scene and they don't edit it out because there's a close up of him going. Yeah. Like, Walter. and he says yep. it like yep. it, he's on horse tranquilizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Walter,
0: yeah. like,
2: like drags it out, you know. So, so they go. Well, I guess now Gary is Chief Master Sergeant Norman Walter Davis. Yes, and and uh, so I was like, okay, whatever. As long as I wasn't fired or let it go, I I didn't care, right? But now I'm uh, Norman Walter Davis. Then in some other episode, I can't even remember what it was. Don S. Davis, mm-hmm. rest his soul, was standing behind me, you know, resting his gut on my shoulder, <laughs> like he always did, and he's got that strong Missourian accent, and he, and his line is, because we're in the Air Force, and mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an Air Force guy, his line was, open the iris, airman, like yeah. he's referring to me as an Air Force, as an yeah. airman. Don says, open the iris, airman. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I open the iris Then they reshoot it Open the iris, airman they shoot it We do it like four times Don cannot pronounce the word airman Without making it sound like harriman. <laughs> so rather than get Don to say Don Say airman They go, yeah. uh, let's just change uh, Gary's name <laughs> it, was easier, it was easier to change my name than it was to get Don to pronounce the word there. <laughs> so now I got four names. Yeah. I'm yeah. like Norman, Walter, Davis, Harriman. And they're like, oh my God, okay, let's just ditch the Norman Davis. And they got rid of Norman Davis, Yeah, substituted Walter Harriman, and that's how I ended up ending the show as Walter Hammond, but beginning as Norman David. <laughs> only on a show that you can be on for 10 years with a with a a, a rabid fan base yeah will <laughs> yeah. are you allowed to get away with that and so many of the fans at conventions have said what's with the name thing yeah, well yeah
0: yeah. But we and accepted I them. them.
2: I tell them, and they cannot believe it. They can't believe that rather than either get Rick to reshoot the scene, well, either of them, sure. they didn't get either of them to yeah. reshoot the scene. They were scene. just like, yeah. yeah,
1: whatever. We'll just change the name. Yeah.
2: It's like, okay, well, just now, nah, you know, Rick doesn't want to do it. And uh, Don <laughs> is like unintelligible. So let's just uh, change his name. So
4: 2010 is easily a favorite episode of mine. I just really enjoy it. And I love that scene when when uh, o'neill says walter and then you're just stunned to look a uh it's brilliant
2: that's me as gary the actor going what (laughs) 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 it's true it's true i didn't know what was going on i was like what am i missing what did i miss a page did I, did I get not, did I not get a rewrite? What happened? <laughs> oh, did, oh, who's he talking to? You
3: know, my dad was from Missouri and I, Missouri, actually him. Missouri. And I could definitely see him pronouncing it. Airman, Airman, Airman. Yeah. yeah I, when I, first, could, I when could see I first that met, happening.
2: When I first met Don, uh, Don, I mean, Don was a local actor, but he still had that, you know, that accent's like it's in his DNA. So when I first met him and I was going to be like the sergeant to his uh, general,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I said, uh, they said, oh, this is Don uh, Don Davis. And he, and, and he goes, uh, he, first of all, he shakes my hand, right? Fuses two of the knuckles in my hand. <laughs> right? just literally, cr- it was like having your hand. Uh, you know, caught in a like a punch press or something. (laughs) Oh my god. He just grips my hand, shakes my hand, and he goes, Oh, I'm Don S. Davis. I'm 235 pounds, romp and stomping Missouri bullshit. (laughs) That was my introduction to Don. Oh my. I never forget that. And from then on, I couldn't wait to be on set with Don. And because Don and I would check in with each other, it's like, are, are sure. you working? Because if you're working, I'm working. And if I'm working, you're working. Yeah. So you know <laughs> what I mean? And uh, and uh, but Don was one of those guys who was unintentionally hilarious. Mm-hmm. He would just, I go, I would always go, what's happening in your life, Don? like, like what's going on? Then he would tell me mm-hmm. and I would be like I would be crying, laughing. He's like, Well, I don't know why that's so funny. And I like. <laughs> like just things about his life like Don was hilarious, and I couldn't wait to be on set with him, and I'd run up to him don what's happening what's what's going on? you know then he'd tell me something that had recently happened to him, yeah, and it was like nobody else could do it like that Don, mm. I missed don he was he was great, yeah. mm. Don was great to work with, yeah so, yeah love the
1: guy in those those really early days um I was you know doing my research and going over the bio and Wikipedia is never wrong. Of course, it was mentioning that you got your start. I think it, well, it was mentioning that you were really getting going uh, with an improv cast in Toronto, right? The second city crew in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, it was also mentioning that even now you still got gigs where you're doing like, like award shows and events and think lots of things where you have to think on your feet, where you're it's, you have to be a creative force in the room to make that thing work. Contrast with, 15 seconds of staring at a monitor going Chevron one encoded Chevron two encoded. Oh, like God. were those first days like, I mean, was it, was it a paycheck at the first and you know, like that turned into something awesome or let's like what, be was,
2: let's be honest, guys. It was always a paycheck. It was always a paycheck. <laughs> it wasn't Every a paycheck dime. at first it was a paycheck forever
1: <laughs> um, at first it was a joke and then it turned into a paycheck <laughs> and it still is
2: no yes. that's great it was fantastic um listen uh i'm not really like sci-fi is not particularly my go-to genre you know like i'm not i'm not a sci-fi guy generally i mean i love alien and th- yeah. you know things that are just like really out there and mm-hmm. uh but Listen. This was an audition. This was like any other audition, um, and uh, but I will tell you that that it, just to to speak to your point about starting out with Second City, my that's where I I be I used to like before I even got into acting. I was in advertising, writing mm. copy and designing, you know, billboards and and, yeah. and ad, magazine ads and mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I took Second City workshops just as a lark. Mm-hmm. And they hired me from those workshops for the National Touring Company. Yeah, so I thought, oh. okay, well, cool. I obviously didn't know that I could do this, but I can do. They think I can do it well enough that I can be with a touring company. And uh, from there, I was with them for about two years. And then from there, they told me that they were setting up in Vancouver at Expo '86, mm-hmm. and they were putting a troop in there for the duration of the fair, and uh, that included. Ryan Stiles from, um, yep, mm, who's anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I worked. Ryan was part of that troop. I'd never met him before. He's from Vancouver, and so I worked. I so I came out to Vancouver and I worked here, um, <clears throat> uh, for the duration of the fair. And then, uh, and then when the fair was over and they packed up the pavilions and uh, sent them all back to IKEA, uh, <laughs> they, um, <laughs> I stayed and I, and I and I worked here so. Uh so this the so Star the Stargate gig when it came along was literally just another audition. Sure. My my um my uh, agent said watch the movie they're making it they're making a TV series mm-hmm. watch the movie. And they said they she said the part you're your part the part you're auditioning for if you watch the movie there's a guy there <clears throat> who works for the Air Force but he's not but he's like he shows up in like a Hawaiian shirt. He, you know, <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a computer genius. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like uh, she said, like, you know, he, uh, they need him more than he needs them kind of thing. Right. One mm-hmm. of those guys who knows everything about tech. I was like, OK, cool. I saw watched it and I saw the guy, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so when I go into the then I get the sides to read for the audition and it literally is Chevron one encoded. Chevron two encoded, Chevron three, like up to Chevron seven lock. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Not a clue. (laughs) I don't know what a Chevron is. I have not a clue, not a clue, but I know that I'm counting them. And at seven, seven, they end. You know what I mean? start at one and they end at seven. I don't know what that means, but I think, okay, I go in and and, uh, because it was like the first episode, There's like a big firefight going on in the gate room and there's machine guns firing. Then they're cutting back to me and I'm going Chevron one encoded Chevron and then they cut away to this, you know, action stuff. And I thought as an actor, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this? Seriously? Mm -hmm. What the hell am I getting? Like as an actor, you're always taught come in with something. If it's not what they want, they'll tell you. Right. Yeah. But you always have to show up and go, hey, I thought about this kind of worked on something, you know, can I just run <laughs> it by you and can I just try it? And usually they always go, oh, yeah, for sure. So in the room was like Michael Greenberg, uh, Brad Wright and some uh, somebody else, I forget who. And then the casting person and the director, Mario as a party, who's this big Maltese guy who just says, chief, how are you doing, chief? Because everybody, <laughs> chief, right? <laughs> it turns out that, fortuitous as it was, that I had done a gig previously, not, not you know, like recently, with Mario, uh-huh. where I was on like Outer Limits or something, and Mario was at, uh, directing that, and I had to, I was like a ballistics expert, and I had yeah. to come in, deliver this kind of rat-tat-tat data about some bullet, and then leave. Yeah. And, and my goal in that episode was to do it in one take. And, mm-hmm. I, and I did it. And I think Mario was really happy about that, right? So when I show up to the audition, they open the door. Mario sees me and he goes, oh, my God, chief, it's you. Oh, you perfect <laughs> for this. Huh? And as an actor, you go, well, I have arrived. You know? <laughs> it was just great. So, um, so I, so that, that's a, like a huge boost for an actor for, to have, you know, to be sort of uh, supported so uh, energetically by the director mm-hmm. who's going to direct to, you know, like a part one and part two, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking, I'm, but I'm still thinking, what am I going to do with this? Cause this is so boring. I don't even know what I'm saying. Right. Which trust me, guys carried well on to, into the 10 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> and, uh, so I think, well, what do I know? What am I good at? What do I know? comedy i didn't Uh know the show hadn't been shot i didn't know what the tone was nothing but i thought you know what i'll just go for it so i started reading these chevrons and i was like chevron one encoded and they and then they cut back to me it's like chevron two encoded Uh chevron three encoded chevron four encoded Uh and i built up and I built up to when I got to Chevron Seven, and I—not a word of a lie, guys—full on Jerry Lewis. I actually said, "Chevron Seven locked." <laughs> <laughs> That's how I delivered Chevron Seven locked, and and that was the end of the scene. I look over, and Brad Wright is is like head down, pounding on the table. <laughs> So hard because they never thought that anybody would deliver those lines like that or do yeah. something that insanely extreme with it. And uh, and Brad told me in subsequent years he said I've got I've got that tape somewhere of your idea <laughs> <laughs> I, have it, I have it somewhere and and he said we hired you because you were the he goes because you were the only actor who did something with it that was it yeah. so. Yeah. So to that degree, my instincts were right, but like in terms of what I did, oh my God, like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. wrong. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unnamed it worked. Un- unnamed it, airman.
4: It did got not. Got you deliver the job. Airbags. That's what matters. That's me so right. the
2: job. And when I got a callback, I came back for the callback. <clears throat> and the first thing any actor does is when you show up for the callback, you're like, you say to the casting assistant, who else is uh, who else is who am I who am I up against? Because because Vancouver is a pretty small town, and uh, you know everybody. So if they'd given me certain names, I would have gone, oh okay okay, I know those guys, I know what they're like. You know, we're we're all in the same category, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you see the same people over and over. And the guy goes, uh, just you. I go, what? Just me. He goes, yeah yeah, they just brought you back for this role. So everything sort of led to me getting the part, but. Um, You know, I I thought I'd blown it to be really honest. I thought I'd I thought I'd really blown it because because when I was leaving the first audition and Mario actually walked me to the door, which is so bizarre, like direct directors don't do that. And they usually don't work with you in the in the um, audition. Mm -hmm. But he walked me to the door. And, uh, and, he, and, and I turned around as I stepped into the hallway and I'm looking up at him and the guy's like seven feet tall. I'm going, so, uh, you know, was that uh, okay? And, and he just looks down at me and goes, oh, yeah, Chief, that was great. But, uh, <laughs> you know, not that big. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just, then he just slowly closed up. the door on me. <laughs> and, I, and I was standing in the hallway going, What? No <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. But I ended up, but I still got the part, and uh I would have and, and I was I was not contracted, so in other words, they didn't, but they didn't say, "Oh, you've got like five guaranteed episodes or anything like that. Guys, just so you know, every time you saw me in an episode, that was because my agent called me and said, "Hey, they've written you into an episode. Are <laughs> you available?" I'm like,, yeah, yeah I'm available." You know, I canceled family holidays. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta work, gotta work. You just That's don't right. want to. I need my paycheck. Want, you just don't want to give up a, a primo gig. Oh yeah, like that. and yeah. so it was. Uh, it was you know. So so I was I was on a per episode, per season basis, and it was the best the best kind of long term gig uh, I've ever had. Turns out, so,
3: yeah, awesome. awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, you were one of the few uh, guest actors—not main cast, but few guest actors—who was in every iteration of the show except for Infinity. Yeah, um, so. yeah. yeah, no, it's so true. Did you ever really sit down and watch the movie, or was it just watching it for background information?
2: Which the 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 original, the original Star- movie. movie? Yeah. Well, when Stargate, when the original Stargate movie came out, I remember going and seeing it in the cinemas. I went and saw it, but it never thinking, wow, this is going to have a massive impact on my life. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and so when my, when my, um, I think when my agent told me to watch it, I, I said, okay. And I just went out, you know, in 1997, I went to Blockbuster and rented Mm -hmm. it yeah, and and watched Mm -hmm. it, uh, and watched it again. So I'd already, I already kind of knew the concept and, uh, and I'd seen it before. And, uh, but, um, so it's just a matter of just. I was really watching it for that guy, mm-hmm. but I thought, nah, I'll watch the whole thing just to kind of see, just get a feel for it, you know. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool, you know. And uh, I uh, that that was about it. That was the only kind of research that I that I did in terms of having to familiarize myself with a particular character. Yeah. that my agent had said that that they thought that my character might be like that, but it turns out, it turns uh, out. I wasn't. Turns out nope. not. Yep. Turns out, military guy. Guys, I still have my flight suit. Do you? Guys? Oh, wow. I still got the flight suit. And guess what, guys? I'm on Cameo. You know Cameo? Yes. yes. Mm. And I do my cameos with uh-huh. my flight suit on. Uh
1: huh. Uh, All right. Friends, you heard yeah. it here. So, you know, go on to cameo and you can get Absolute uh, sci-fi Sergeant Harriman horror. to say, yeah. Oh,
2: sci-fi whore. Yeah. Yeah. Hey,
1: <laughs> you, you got to keep working. We just That's talked right. about this. That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I love doing cameos and I always put, and I, and I still fit into the flight suit. It's uh, because at the end of 10 years, uh, Barry Fredericks, who was the, uh, who was the costume person. He just, at the end of the episode, last, last show, he goes here. Take this. Yeah, just take it. Just take it. <laughs> so,
4: so I have here, my
2: I have my original slight suit from the show. Yeah, that's cool. Um,
4: so as Brent mentioned earlier, I've seen Stargate dozens of times, and I have all the DVDs, and I watch all the commentaries. Um, And I've seen all the commentaries before. And then for this project, I watch the episode and then I watch it with the commentary in case there's some little nugget that's in there. And many of the commentaries are you and Peter DeLuise and several other folks along the way uh, going. It's like sometimes you're not even watching the episode. You're just doing your own thing, which (laughs) is hilarious in its own right. Yeah. And and it's like, did you plan those? uh did did you was that just you two riffing off of each other um well, to, well say more about that experience of, re- of recording those commentaries
2: okay so this was unusual first of all Peter DeLuise is an old friend of mine and he knew like he's been in he's lived in Vancouver forever and he knew that my background was comedy and um So, so uh, here's an aside just to, just to let you know, like what my relationship was like with Peter back in the early nineties in Vancouver, I worked for a company, an improv company called Vancouver theater sports. And they wrote Mm -hmm. a semi scripted, semi improvised, uh, 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 show stage show called star Trek: the musical. And I played (laughs) Kirk. And, um, uh, if you're familiar, if either, if any of you are familiar with, um, with the, uh, with the X-Files um, and and the lone gunman, Dean Hagland, who was like the long, blonde-haired mm-hmm. guy who looked like Garth yeah. from Wayne's World. He was like my best friend. He was in the show, and he played Spock. And, Looks uh, just like him. And uh, anyway, so uh, uh, what am I saying here? What am I... Oh, my God. I've lost... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... <laughs> Peter, yeah, master improviser, Peter came (laughs) and saw that show uh, numerous times. So he knew that I did an impression of Kirk, right? So in the later years, when we were, when Peter got to be directing a lot of episodes, Peter would actually, even when the scene was shot, he would reshoot the scene. He would say, we're going to go again. And the crew would be like, why are we going again? And the first time that he did it, he made, he said, he just whispered in my ear. He goes, we're going to reshoot this again. Nothing wrong with what we got. You're all good, but we're going to do it. And you're going to do it as Kirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I was like, I was like, what? Are you serious? And I'm thinking, you know, Stargate, like it costs like $2 million a minute to film. Yeah. <laughs> so he's filming this and I'm like, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, just do it as Kirk. And I'm like, okay. And he just yells action. And I'm literally at my control, going, you're going, General Hammond. Oh my God, <laughs> we've lost contact with the mouth. I don't know. I can't get in touch with <laughs> SP1. <laughs> so I would do this. It's like, it's like I tried to contact Carter, can't get a hold of her. Oh my God. You know, and I would do this over the top Kirk thing. And Peter would laugh his ass off, and it was purely for you know, are we entertained? Yes, you know, and Peter would laugh. And, uh, and so he, so Peter would get me to do stuff like that all of the bloody time. So Peter knew my comedy background, my improv background. So one day, after uh, I, I guess it was part of his directing contract that he had to do these uh, director commentaries so one day Peter calls me up and he was at a place called Sharp Sound which was literally a 10 minute drive from where I lived in North Vancouver and he goes hey I gotta do these I gotta do this uh, director's commentary Uh, you wanna come and do it with me and I was like oh wow I've never done one of those before like like, um, uh, is it am I in this episode and he goes no I go (laughs) I go, what? I'm not in the episode. He goes, no. I go, well, why? Like, well, then, what, well, then, what am I doing on the commentary? And he goes, oh, and literally, Peter was like, oh, just come and do it. It's so boring telling people you know, <laughs> about like locations and camera angles. Like nobody cares. <laughs> he goes, I have to do this, and I go, I'm not getting paid, am I? And he goes, no. <laughs> and he says to me, but Peter was so great. Peter goes, just come and do it and say whatever you want. I don't care what you say. Just come and do it with me and keep me company and make me laugh. And I go, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Nice. <laughs> and it was the first time I'd ever done a director's co- a director commentary. And we go in there. We're in sharp sound. This gigantic cinematic screen and uh, me and Peter on a couple of barroom stools with some mics, glass of water and the guy in the booth. And he goes, OK, you guys. Ready? And we got headphones on. He goes, you yeah. guys ready? We're like, yeah. And he goes, I, so we're going to play it. It's going to be in real time. It's going to start. And then when you see it start, start talking.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, we go, OK. And then I just went to town. <laughs> and I, I couldn't believe that I could actually sort of make fun of the show. And and uh, uh, you know when when Richard Dean Anderson would come up on the screen in the credits, I'd say to Peter, "Now who's that guy?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I would just try to make Peter laugh the whole time. And I had like the. Best time. It was like an hour of improv, and Peter just went with it. He was yeah. fabulous. So that allowed Peter to do his thing, which was talk from the you know perspective of a director. But I was just like his idiot sidekick. It was, just, <laughs> it was great. So that's how those happen. And to, and uh, to your point, Zach, like those um, uh, fans have come up to me at conventions and they've raved about those commentaries because they weren't expecting them yeah mm-hmm. and, they act- and 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 here's another thing when i was doing the commentaries i thought okay how can i make this entertaining like what like what can i do right and i thought i know what i'll do i'll do i'll i'll say the stuff that i w- that if i was listening i would want to hear mm-hmm. the stuff that would make me laugh mm-hmm. so that's what that's that was my directive uh that i gave myself And boy, did the fans ever respond. But honestly, I think I did three. That was it. I only did three. It sounds like you might think I've done more, but I didn't. It feels like it's way more than three. Well, they stand out. That is the quality of my comedy, Zach. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) It transcends episodes and seasons. It just goes way beyond.
4: (laughs) Well, we appreciate it. Thank you.
3: (laughs) I had the best time. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I, I know you can probably neither confirm nor deny this. Ah, uh, this question. <laughs> yes. There is a script floating around. Uh huh. A, have you seen it? B, if you were asked, would you? And if you did, where would you see your character? Would you be gardening and making bread? Or would you be where we left you, Brent? Don't listen to that. At the Pentagon. You didn't hear that part, Brent.
2: Uh, I've heard the rumors. If I was asked. Uh, the answer would be in a heartbeat uh, mostly because the creator is the same creator
0: mm-hmm. and
2: anything, you know, that creator touches is, is, is kind of gold and also great guy. And uh, what the, the way, the way I would imagine that uh That if I were to return in any capacity, it would be akin to something like we're getting the band back together or something like that, where I have a white beard like I do now. And I, I'm, I'm older. I'm, you know, do you know what I mean? But, uh, but, or pulled out of retirement or something like that. Um, to, to do whatever I would go wherever I was asked to go with that show. If the show came back in another iteration for sure in a heartbeat. Awesome, But I have heard, I have heard rumors too, but I don't know. It's like, uh, I don't know what it takes to get uh, a show like that. Like the show has such an insane fan base. Like you would think, isn't that alone enough to get something back on air? But apparently not. Like, I don't know what it takes. So
3: you would think it's a huge fan base, but there's also people go, they made a show out of that. Yeah. Which is odd. It's like, no, there were 17 years worth of television there. How did you miss it?
2: (laughs) Yeah. But also, but also don't forget too, that, that part of the magic of, of SG one was the chemistry between the leads.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That like, it's hard to kind of, you know, put that sort of lightning back in a bottle. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, you know, it, it, you got to remember it was of a time. It was of a time. It had the right mix of comedy. It had the right mix of action adventure. Yeah. Perfect, like, balance of, uh, uh, it was, it was alchemy, Mm -hmm. basically. You know, the show was alchemy. And to, to whatever extent that I added to that, I was honored to do that. I mean, Mm -hmm. that they kept bringing me back. And the more, this is a thing, this is a sort of tip of the hat to, to the Stargate, uh, Production team that as they got to know me more, uh, they they just went well. You know, uh, Gary's funny, so let's 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 sort of like do these leanings that can be like comedic mm-hmm. leanings. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, here's something that a lot of fans probably wouldn't think of, but you can't you can't take the funny line, you can't steal the funny from Richard Dean Anderson.
0: He was, <laughs> star,
2: and yeah. Richard Dean had you know, the great lines. So when I kind of was starting to twig, like, "Mm, they're bringing me back. This is a funny scene. How do I play this? And it was a really super interesting challenge for me as essentially uh, being known as a comedian Mm -hmm. to go, how do I, what's the comedy here? Like, how does this get played? And I had to figure out how I could support Richard, be Mm -hmm. funny Mm -hmm. and and really mm-hmm. deliver my lines in the tone of the show and i'm telling you it's not it, it it's not easy like no. it's yeah. it, like yeah. like you see the finished product so you see what you see but i'm telling you that that for me i had to think that out cuz oh, yeah, i had yeah. to realize yeah. well i can't try to steal his thunder cuz you know the, 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 there's no way that's right but i mean like, like how can i this-
1: Star power and yeah. you've got to be able to figure out how to get your character's line in there to yeah. set it up so that he's the one that pun- delivers the punch.
2: Yeah. And and the great thing about working with Richard, to be honest, was that he kn- I think he knew that, he saw that. Yeah. So that allowed him then to be more, you know, to be generous with me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. because yeah. he's like, well, this guy's a comedian, but he's essentially no threat. So when I'm no threat, Richard can then be generous. And he was like, he's he's a lovely guy. And but he was the star of the show. Make no mistake. And you just don't mess with that. So he was actually it was reciprocal. You know, we just
4: watched Zero Hour. Yeah, we were. Yeah. yeah. Which which is the first episode where you get Walter Harriman as an official name. Mm -hmm. And there you got all sorts of moments of that exact type of thing of of you playing off of rick and and him playing off of you yeah. um which are delightful scenes yes yeah uh, absolutely delightful
2: yeah uh there's so many of them that I, I i just can't remember that like 10 years i just can't remember them yeah I mean, but, but uh but i had a great time and he was you know he was fun like i'm telling you like if I delivered my lines in in just the right comedic way that made the scene funny, the guy was like super happy. He mm-hmm. was like because he knew that the scene had worked, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Great, Gary's here, did his thing, not asking for more, not trying to do more, just do your lines, but be, be deliver them in a way that's in the moment, and it and is sometimes it's self effacing, sometimes it's. You know I think when they got like when when uh, when they got bro Bridges on, um and and uh, Bo Bridges was down at the end of the hall and he was like trying to uh, t- to call somebody on the phone or he's like trying to dial somebody. and I'm just telling him, I'm just yelling what buttons to hit. That was a sort of a that was a sort of a tip of the hat to the non-coms run the place and the and the and the uh, officers uh, don't do anything like they, don't know, they don't know anything I' I've, I've I've lost count of the number of of non-commissioned officers who have come up to my table at com- at conventions and just said, man you did us proud man, <laughs> man you ran that place you ran that place and I would go, you know, it wasn't real. Right. And they're like, <laughs> it's like, that's how I would have run it. You know what? They're just those, like those officers, oh, yeah. they're just idiots, they're like, you know, and they're looking at me going, you and me, we know, right. I'm like, yeah, but you know, the place is not real. Right? You know
3: it's, it's, a set. Yes.
2: it's a set. Yeah. It's a set. I don't know oh. that
3: the air force did approve of the show and how you ran things and said there were way too many people like that. <laughs> there you go.
4: So, Gary, what are you working on right now? Um, is there anything that our listeners should pay attention to you as you do uh, what you're working on in the in the 20 in
2: 2022? Um, yeah, do, uh, OK, so I'll tell you during the pandemic, I um, I were uh, I came up with an idea for a web series that I went to a buddy of mine, Ken Lawson, very, very funny guy, but also an incredible. Uh, guitar players played guitars for like 40 years. And I went to him and I had this idea that because I wasn't working, I wasn't auditioning, I, you know, and uh, it was just, this is what happens when you, when you leave creative people alone, they always come up with something. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to Ken and I said, what do you think of this idea of me and you working together is that I'm like an uh, kind of like a old British musicologist who interviews just guitar players. Right. And it's called Forgotten Masters. And, uh, and he interviews, uh, guitarists who are really good, but they, they just never made it to the level of like Eric Clapton or whatever, you know, but they're still really good. So they're kind of forgotten masters. And I said, what this would do was it would showcase our improbabilities between us, but it would also showcase your guitar playing prowess. And, uh, and I said, and here's the hook, uh, you play all the guitar players. (laughs) 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 So, (laughs) so, so he, so he just was like, Oh my God. And we ended up working with uh, another buddy of ours here in town, uh, John Murphy, uh, who's an actor and, and, and also a, a really, he's got his own band. Uh-huh. Uh, he directed it. And then our friend, uh, Mark Halliday, who is like a director of photography. So the four of us formed this little group, um, uh, Hollow Body Productions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you know anything about guitars, Hollow Body Guitars are, you know, so we call it Hollow Body Productions. Mm-hmm. And then we just, and then we just shot these, uh, we started, we we shot these uh, interviews and they're only like about 15 minutes long and they're so fun to do we we so we shot we shot three of them uh in 2021 and then we shot and we put those on youtube so i i can i will forward a link to this for you guys to see awesome.
4: oh fabulous uh,
2: thank you and then, and then you can all have a watch of it and see what you think i'd love to know what you think of it but um Anyway, in the fr- so the first three episodes of uh, Forgotten Masters, Ken plays a German hard rock hard rock guitarist. Uh-huh. And then he plays a blues guitarist, and then he plays a British funk guitar. Uh-huh. <laughs> who is, oh my who has never who has never left the studio he's never toured live he's uh-huh. never left it okay so there's like and then we recently then did uh, so those are on youtube and i'll send you those yeah awesome. the the um the ones we just recently shot were a scottish punk um and um a norwegian folk guitarist oh
1: my gosh and then oh. another
2: guy who is like um <laughs> Kind of like an Adrian Blue, uh, Robert uh, Fripp, sort of experimental pedal guy, yeah. you know? sound soundscape guy, and uh, so those will be going shortly up onto YouTube. But after this, I'll I'll just go on YouTube and I'll get I'll click on the links and I'll just I'll just copy them and send them to you. Awesome, back to your, um, fabulous, back thank to your you. Email and you and please watch them and let me know. But here's the best part. I couldn't believe it so we've entered these these uh little uh you know like, like the, the german hard rock one's a pretty funny one so we've entered that in various um like um uh, you know film fests and that yeah mm-hmm. um, we've got lots of honorable mentions and this and that but in vancouver they have uh they have what's called the leo awards and yes. the leo mm-hmm. awards do you know of the leo awards mm-hmm.
0: yes oh you I've do heard of them. okay
2: great so the leo so then you'll know the leo awards cover mostly film and television Mm -hmm. but they started adding things like uh web series because that's a that's a thing right people are making them Mm -hmm. and they're getting stuff on air so we end so we submitted uh this uh this episode of uh of a forgotten masters uh and i won best actor in a web series hey nice congratulations 2022 congratulations (laughs) i was completely stunned out of my i could not Believe it. I'm not getting good Because I knew that we'd we'd uh, Ken, uh, John Murphy, the director, had submitted me and Ken in the um, uh, in the uh, best actor category. And uh-huh. he also submitted the show as a web series. Uh-huh. So I thought my first thought was, I hope to God the show wins. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, I, yeah.
2: and I thought I because I know I won't win best actor. There's no way. And then I thought, if the show doesn't win, then Ken for sure is going to win because he plays all these different characters. Yeah. He can actually play guitar. People think, are yes. you know, you're watching the show? He's an idiot, a German rocker. And then when he plays, you go, oh, wait a minute. He can actually play. And that was <laughs> the beauty of it. That's what I loved about the idea of it. Yeah. And, um, and the next thing I know, I'm watching the, the awards online and they announced my name and I can't even believe that okay. I've won it. So that was a real incredible feather in my cap for me nice to, to not to a not be working and not not acting and yet ironically win best actor in a web series <laughs> yeah um from from an idea that i had yes that's, that's nice. uh you gotta know guys how amazing that is it was <laughs> i was really really proud of that so that's
4: yeah. awesome that's oh, way that's- awesome Fantastic. it's really awesome
2: and i also work for uh, i also write jokes for a, a show on um, cbc radio called the debaters and if you go to cbc.ca and then you uh and then you scroll through and you see the debaters you can then um uh they they've live streamed them you know you can just like click on a debate and this is an amazing show uh, created by my buddy richard side uh, at that um and i've been on it for 18 seasons as a as a writer and what they do is they do two sh- uh, two debates per show and uh all the debates are debated by comedians by standups mm-hmm. and uh oh my god it go- and and it runs and the debates run the gamut of like uh, since uh animals are part of nature and nature and f- and 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 fur is part of the animal uh it, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh reasonable that people should wear fur of course so that's <laughs> that's the debate right so it, you know be it resolved right so <laughs> that, it, so it, it'll go from like a hot top uh topic a you know, hot button topic to that to uh cake versus pie you uh-huh. know <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing, and the show—the show is just people love it. It's it as long as you can, you know. The comedians love doing it yeah. because you get to, you get to write. Um, they write their own rants. I I help write the stuff in between uh-huh. the interstitials and whatever. But um, the comedians love it because they get to write jokes for topics that they would never write jokes for. You just get mm-hmm. handed <laughs> the topic, go, you're in this debate. This is the topic. You're the you're taking the pro side or yeah. you're the con side. Write, write a two-minute rant. Go. Up, full of jokes. And nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's a very, very funny show. So that's the that's another uh gig that I'm that's ongoing for me. And the rest of the stuff I'm doing is like uh kind of like uh self-starter projects uh -hmm. uh, that guy i mentioned richard side who uh uh created the debaters uh he and i've been writing partners for years we've just written a pilot for a global warming um sitcom uh -hmm. we're working on that right now it's like that's just it's always about creation and and if you're if you're in the world that I'm in, you just cannot sit still. You can't yeah. sit still. You can't. Um, I remember meeting with a money manager, but like, Oh, what am I going to, you know, what, what should I be doing? He goes, well, when, what are your retirement plans? And that I was like, what? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: He's like, well, what are you going to like, what are you going to do when you retire? I go, well, I, well, first of all, I'm not. Cause yeah. like, that it just doesn't it work be real. Like yeah. No, it's like your creativity doesn't end at 65. You know what no. I mean? Like, it's like, I'll <laughs> do this till I drop. So that was, so he was like, Oh, so he had to adjust to that.
0: Uh uh-huh. um,
2: uh-huh. But that's, that's the world. That is the world that, that we live in and and I exist in and I love it, you know? So yeah. Awesome. Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: Gary, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. This was fantastic. I yeah. love the, the stories.
2: Fun. Yeah. It was um, really, really fun guys. Thank you. For and for thank everyone
1: you. listening, I'm going to get those, uh, those YouTube links that Gary, you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'll pop them in the show notes there too. Uh, take yeah. a, uh, take a view of those things, especially the uh, Leo award winning performance. Uh, yeah. That one. That,
2: you can't miss that one. That's the first one. Ken's wearing, Ken's got a long blonde wig on and, uh, and, and his name is Klaus and he's like the German hard rocker. Super funny. Awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and basically it is, it is me and Ken uh there's you know it's we set it up so it's almost like shot like uh you know curve your enthusiasm where they have yes. these posts uh, yeah like scenic signposts that they have to hit it's like that for us and the rest of it is improvised yeah and uh i don't know what ken's gonna say and ken doesn't know what i'm gonna say and oh my god what a what a treat Sounds but like i will a send those treat. to you guys uh right away oh, awesome. indeed. Yeah. And, oh thank you so much yeah um, guys it was a blast talking to you guys yes. it oh it was a pleasure
4: for us really yes. thank you
2: very much all of you. thank you so much for having me on it was a it was a real pleasure. Yeah, it was yeah, lovely.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening, and thanks again, Gary, for talking with us. And we'll see everybody next time. Yeah. Bye. Seven
2: Bye. on seven
1: lock. There we like- go. <laughs> <Locked. laughs> thanks again. Talk to you Not later. Really. Bye.
3: Bye.
4: Bye, guys.
1: Oh, we just talked cool. to
4: Gary Jones. I
1: can't. This is this Indeed. is so much fun. This is yeah. so much this fun.
4: Oh, a- delightful um, listeners. I hope you appreciate listening to Gary as much as we did. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a delight. We said, let's just talk for about 15 minutes. And we went for what? 45, Uh, probably close to an hour, hour. close to an hour, which was awesome. Uh, We just gave him the space to talk. It was amazing. Yes. Uh, If, if we Dropped the ball and forgot to ask him the questions. This is your chance to tell us what questions we should have asked him.
3: <laughs> hey, he answered my questions before I could even ask them. I noticed that. You, Me too.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're sitting here chatting on the side like, hey, you know, if you got another question in the bag, go for it. Because you already took care of that one. <laughs> hey,
3: yeah. I want to make sure I give a special shout out to Lister Kimberly for uh, yes. getting the ball moving on this one. Thank you very much, Kim. Super cool. So much fun.
4: Yep. Uh, so uh, let us know what you think about everything. Uh, everything. You can Email us at walking at gmail.com, which is as exactly as it is. Um, this has been a special walking through the Stargate episode, uh, and we'll be back whenever we are back with whatever is next. Yeah, because I have no idea at this point in time. We're, so we're, until not, sure, then, we're <laughs> not
1: sure when this is going to actually drop. So, you know, hey, it, eventually it'll, it'll, it'll
4: drop soon. So, when it drops. Exactly. So until then, whenever then is I'm Zach. I'm David. And I'm Brent. And this has been Walking Through the Stargate. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Carter, dial it up. Get these people home.